0: it's the favorites podcast presented by fanduel the nba season is kicking into gear and there's no better place to get in on the action than fanduel i love betting with fanduel because their app is safe secure and easy to use and when i win i get paid fast plus fanduel lets me jump in on the action anytime with live betting during games so download the fanduel app today to start making every moment more must be 21 or older and in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia, and Ohio. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, one 877 770 stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Welcome to the Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. Big, big show. We're talking NFL, free agency. We got Lamar Jackson stuff to discuss, Daniel Jones signing to discuss. We are going to bring on possibly someone who holds both ventricles in my heart. He is my nemesis, and yet I love him like a brother. Chris Rabon's coming on the show in a little bit, but before we get to that, I got to bring on my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. How you feeling, buddy?
1: Aloha, Chad. Doing good, brother. Saw uh, saw a couple of whales yesterday from the beach. Life, no. life is good here in Hawaii. Oh, Did yeah. Did you really? Yeah. Humpbacks, baby. Like, you you just- I, You were the
0: beach? I heard a humpback, too.
1: Uh, yeah, like literally, if you go 100 yards out from the beach, the shelf drops 500 feet. So apparently, that's why they come to Hawaii to have their babies. And a little fun fact about a baby humpback whale, it is born at 15 feet, 3,000 pounds, and can already jump out of the water, which is pretty mind-boggling to me. When you think of humans, we take about 18 years to be raised. A uh, baby humpback whale takes like four months, so... Um, yeah, pretty cool. Just chilling on the beach, seeing giant whales, bigger than school buses, jump out of the water. So it's been pretty cool.
0: If that baby humpback whale lived in New York, every other parent would be looking at their kids and wondering, why can't my kid jump out of the water as soon as (laughs) it's born and and be 15 feet and 3000 pounds? That's what would happen. That's true. Um... I really enjoyed our podcast with Michael Lasker on uh, the other day about the Oscars. I got a lot yeah, of feedback great. about it. And I I feel like I've become really interested potentially in not, not betting on everything, everywhere, all at once for best picture. And because I think there could be some split voting and I think it could end up being Top Gun, which would make me really... Really happy. And listen, I bring it up because, oh my God, I bring it up because uh, <laughs> because Chris Raybon, who I introduced before, who is analyst extraordinaire uh, for action, NFL, NBA, but also Oscars crazy. Him and Colin Wilson do a ridiculously good Oscars podcast, which came out this week. And now he's laughing at me when I said, I want Top Gun to win the split vote category for the best picture
2: such a such a boomer comment chad like that was (laughs) that is such a boomer movie bro like i'm not even like i'm 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 35 so whatever you want to think of that but like that's such a boomer comment that that movie was it was a lot better than expected but it was still corny as hell um it's not winning it's not winning best bro like it's not the only thing i think has a, a fighting chance is probably banshees but the thing about it is everything everywhere is just there was just more of it. Like it was just longer. It was had more acting noms. It's just, it's just better. But Top good is not stop it. Like, I keep hearing these comments: Top Gun's gonna win this, Top Gun's gonna win that. It, it's, it's, it's because people, the Oscars have alienated the younger generations. And so most of the people writing these articles are boomers, no offense. But like it's just and I, I, I'm, I'm not with that. I'm not with that at all. I I hard disagree
0: there, Chad. All right. Hard disagree. No, number one, <laughs> number one, I loved Banshees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably my favorite movies this year, it I is. would say, were The Menu, Top okay. Gun, and Banshees. Okay. Number one. Number two, I'm Gen X fucker. OK, I know, but we don't call- boomers. Boomers is pretty much
2: everybody. That's like a, a, like some people could call me a boomer for certain things. It's just like it's it's beyond the generations. You know, what's a real boomer comment, though. Say it. I'm Gen <laughs> X, buddy.
0: <laughs> you know what? This is love, why you, I Chad. love you. I don't know why the fuck we have Raybon on this goddamn podcast. I've, I've had such a nice peaceful few weeks post NFL <laughs> season and now we got to bring him back. There's a lot to discuss. Uh, As I mentioned, Lamar Jackson, uh, non-exclusive franchise tag. The Ravens are, and I want to start there. And obviously we're going to talk about this from a, why should you care from a betting point of view? The Ravens, historically, one of the smartest franchises from an executive point of view, generally outside of wide receivers, make great draft picks, made a great, great trade, in the middle of the season um, for linebacking help from the Bears. So they're playing this Lamar Jackson thing. They've made him an offer. Lamar Jackson wants all guaranteed money like Deshaun Watson. They have non-exclusive franchise him, meaning any team can make him an offer and either the Ravens get a bunch of picks or they can match the offer. They're 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 basically playing chicken with the guy and saying, we don't think you'll get the guaranteed offer you're looking for. Raybon, let me start with you do we think the Ravens are putting themselves in a position to be a really good bet for futures betters?
2: I honestly don't think
0: I do. I do,
2: but I don't think much is really I mean, the Ravens are, but that's more because the Ravens are always a good, bet. like, I remember last year, Stucky and I were talking like, the Ravens are probably the best value on the board. Now it didn't work out. We you know what happened down a the stretch, they collapsed and they had the fumble and all that, but I really think that this is just a natural part of the negotiations because it, it it makes sense. It kind of makes sense for both sides. For the Ravens, it's like we had our number. We're not going past it in terms of the guaranteed money, but we do want to keep you here. So you know, if you think that we're you know kind of trying to lowball you, okay. Here's the here's the market. We'll let you test it with the with the protection, knowing that we either can now match it or get something back in return. So I don't think it's actually I don't think it's as contentious as the media is making it out to be. What I think is, is that most people writing about this, they've never been in a situation where they're and most people haven't where they're negotiating for this kind of money, especially without an agent. And so it's like everyone's kind of mixing the business with the personal where it's like. This is what's going to happen in a negotiation when you represent yourself. It's going gonna, it's gonna to seem a little uglier than it really is, but I just think this is a natural part of negotiations. And I think one of the interesting things, and Simon, I wonder if you kind of noticed this too, but I'm seeing most books post odds, Lamar's next team, if not the Ravens. What does that tell me? That books are just trying to rake in all this money from all these long shots, where in reality – I still think the Ravens are the most likely outcome I, I do. So I, I just noticed that like a lot of books weren't posting the Ravens as an option on that list of the other teams. So I wonder, I wonder if you kind of noticed that, that as well.
1: Yeah, I would say the most interesting to me about this whole Lamar thing is how sensitive people are to it. They're like, yeah. they can't get over that they made this deal. And it's just, I feel like what you said is off the top is a perfect thing. It's, it's the Ravens. If there's an organization you should trust and value what they're doing they're the team, so nothing to me is that shocking. There's a reason this guy was the 32nd pick and all these teams passed on. I think there's so many GMs that are just, I don't want to say old white guys, but it feels that way where they're just like, no, I want the 6'5 guy that stands in the pocket and throws the ball down the field. I don't want the 6'2 speedster that can run around the field and potentially get hurt. So people are like, oh, how, who are these teams that not want Lamar, a guy who's won the MVP? You have to change your entire offense to fit his scheme, so it's not that shocking. The most, the more shocking part to me is that he's a good deal right now. If you do, all you have to do is give up two first-round picks and pay him. I know it sounds like a lot, but when you compare it to what someone just gave to Russell Wilson, it feels like a really good deal. When you compare it to what someone just gave to Deshaun Watson after the guy hadn't done anything in two years, it feels like a good deal. So I'm with him from that standpoint, but I'm from the standpoint of the GM. I don't know what I'd do here. It's a guy who's been injured in two back-to-back seasons. He's been injured. He's one and three in the playoffs. And you can go back and watch that film. The teams, when you get to the playoffs, it's a lot easier to scheme against a guy that's kind of a one-trick pony. And as much as I heard to say, Lamar's a one-trick pony, he hasn't had the throwing downfield to make me confident that he can lead by passing, where it's always been the legs and deception and the fourth and two, the fourth and one runs that, Kind of takes him to a different level compared to other guys. So just standing from a distance, Chad, I I don't know really what to make of this shit. It's the same thing as these jets odds. These these numbers have moved just off hearsay and rumors. And you know, Lamar, I can't see him leaving. It doesn't make sense that he would leave. But the offer they made to him was, you want to see what you want, you want to see what your value is because you don't have an agent. We're going to show it to you. We'll let you take this uh tag. And anyone can make you an offer now. So to me, the, the the Ravens played it perfectly. They kind of they know the guy doesn't have an agent. They know the guy thinks he is way better and more valued than he really is because they gave him a good offer. You can go back and look. I think they offered him over two hundred million. One hundred thirty-two of it was guaranteed. Um, that's a good deal. That was a good deal that they made Lamar. I think they kept in market value of him with Kyler Murray and other guys like that. So I, from a drama standpoint. Yeah, it's interesting as an uh, as a football fan, but as a gambler, I don't really know what to do with it, Chad. It's one of those where, like, yes, in this time of year, you should be all over the Ravens. You know, they didn't win the division last year. We saw them take it with a backup quarterback. They probably should have beat the Bengals in Cincy with a backup QB. So we we love the Ravens. What are we supposed to do here? Because this is any team could step in right now and make him an offer. And yes, the Ravens could match it, but it isn't interesting they even left the door open because we don't really see that, right, Chad, in 2023. Our franchise quarterback, teams don't really do this. So um, I think not having an agent has played into this whole thing where, you know, we're seeing some GMs just being like, I don't want to change my team. I don't feel like dealing with a guy who doesn't even have an agent. Like it's it's too much of a headache. So there's a lot of baggage clearly with this Lamar Jackson. And once again, he's one in three in the playoffs. That's a big deal to a lot of the GMs out there. So I think that's why people are trying to say it's, it's more than all this. I don't think it is. I think this is a lot of stuff that these – General managers are just weighing in right now on because it's such a big deal to make this kind of move for a quarterback like him.
0: When oh, you say so, GMs. oh sorry, Hold on one say- second. Okay. Brown, hold on one sec. I got to get in a read. Okay. And I want people <laughs> to know, I want people to know because we've been talking about game time so much the past few episodes, which is the fastest growing ticketing app in the U.S. I love it. I use it all the time. If you're looking to get out to a pro or college game this week, or even a concert, Game time has amazing last-minute deals on tickets to all of these. I'm actually opening the Game Time app right now from my house. Here's what I can see at MSG. It's Biggie's college basketball tournament happening at MSG in New York City right now. I can go see a game tonight, less than a hundred bucks. How easy is that, no matter where you live. Download the Game Time app. Get out and have some fun this week. You deserve it, and you can redeem code Favorites for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code Favorites for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Raybon, go. I was just gonna say, you know, you talk about the GMs. I think this is, I think this is owner driven. I think the
2: reason a lot of teams have come out and said we're out on Lamar is essentially saying we're standing with each other. We are not. We do not want to make this the precedent. They view Watson as an outlier. They view the Browns as stupid for doing that, and they're saying we're going to help you out. Because remember, the Ravens can match any offer if they want. You know. So now it comes down to okay, which owner is going to make that offer, and whatever owner makes that offer, he's going to be an outcast among the rest of the owners. It's not just the Ravens are going to be upset. If he makes, if, if there's a massive offer that the Ravens can't match, or it's fully guaranteed, every like 30 other owners probably, or you know, 29, 30 other owners are going to be upset. So I think that's why we're hearing about this now, and everyone's kind of scratching their heads. Oh my God, why would you be out on Lamar? Well, yeah, because we don't want to pay Derek Carr that money in a couple years. We don't want to pay Jimmy Garoppolo that money in a couple years. Look at all these average quarterbacks that are going to come. You know, look at Daniel Jones even right now. Like, imagine everyone's asking. Imagine he asked for 160 guarantee. Instead of just, you know what I mean? So that's why we're hearing that. And I think that's why the media is so thrown off. Everyone's just like, it's like, th- what's really going on? We're not going to know about until it's all said and done. And we may never know about, but that's, what's really going on. It's just, these owners ain't, are not trying to pay anyone this kind of
0: money. It's really interesting. You say that. Cause I've seen that storyline. It's kind of, it's, it's not collusion mm-hmm. by letter of the law, mm-hmm. but it's collusion by letter of best interests and and what is good for business. And if you think in the NFL, there isn't some kind of whisper campaign that happens amongst GMs, my owner doesn't really want us to make this deal, my owner, you know, like all of a sudden that chain gets a little kinetic, hundred percent believe. That this is an entire possibility and that there is this kind of campaign happening. Simon, you're shaking your head. This this feels like like real sort of this feels like real game theory shit that's going on.
1: I agree with a lot of it, but I also think it's just it's an overrated. It, he not that he's overrated, but he is. It's like the guy takes too many hits, and that's a big issue where he's not built like Jalen Hurts. Like he's not got these big lower body. He's not this huge jack guy. He's small, quick, and fast. And, yes, I I love watching Lamar play. I would hate for Lamar to be my quarterback. Like, every time he runs the ball, you have to hold your breath because he takes these hits. And, once again, we've seen it back-to-back years. He hasn't lasted. Tom Brady, 45 years old, he hadn't missed a game in six years, Chad. So, to me, that's a big thing where, like, these guys I talk to, again, we'll, we'll talk about this Green Bay Jets thing, like, when my sources. My source isn't a league, all these people I talk to. It's just like you either really love Lamar and you love his playing style and you would love for him to be on your team or you hate it and you don't trust it and you think he's kind of a flash in the pan. It's like, am I really about to give it a kid who's, what is he, 27, five years? And yeah, I'll run out when he's 32, but it's just, I don't know. To me, I'm one of those people, I just wouldn't do it. Like he's just, there's other guys I'd rather invest my money in than Lamar. But at the asking price, I think it's a fair deal. Like if you're, again, if you're a team like the Jets who – You've never had anything at the quarterback position. I'd make the move. Like, two first-rounders, no problem. We don't know the hell to p- pick first-rounders anyway. Move the first-rounders. You guys can't draft quarterbacks anyway. So, there's a couple of teams that I would do it, but I'm with Raybon in the sense that because it's the Ravens, I pay them so much more respect. There's just such a smart organization. It's just like, I'm with them. There's probably a lot of collusion behind the scenes, but there are also some teams that are just like, this is, This ain't worth it. Like, this ain't worth me doing with them more. So, it, it is the most- Poor, like, it's even to me, more than Aaron Rodgers, I think this is a bigger deal where this will shift markets depending on where he goes. Like, if he goes to Miami, that's going to make a huge shift. Him on that Miami offense would be insane. Like, him with Tyreek Hill, with Waddle, that's crazy because no longer – his whole career with the Ravens, he's, he's faced a stacked box. He's never had that wide receiver that's taken the top off. I mean, you could say Hollywood Brown was that guy for him. Hollywood doesn't even compare – to Tyreek Hill or Waddle. So that's the team I'm keeping my eye on with Miami, where it's like, I love those kind of moves or those dream scenarios of these teams. They want to take that risk on him. I, I think if you have the pieces around them, hit them or the Jets, those are two teams I would make the move. But Atlanta, why the hell would Atlanta sign Lamar? They're just not built for his style of play. So there's certain teams that just aren't built for it where there's other teams that are. And it's I got
0: say one point. Thing. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. i just say one thing about Tom Brady. Kind of my generation. The man
2: loves. <laughs> okay. Oh god! I, I I was just gonna say, you know, to the point of, you know, the the risk factor. I, I think the risk factor is the, the guaranteed money. And to be clear, like I want I want these dudes to get paid. I I think people, you know, get Me go too. get your money. But I will say this from an owner's perspective, the problem because some one of you mentioned, you know, kind of business and and good for business and what's not guaranteed contracts are not good for business because what's going to happen if you start guaranteeing deals, guys are going to get injured. We've seen that with Lamar. We've seen that with everybody. Guys are going to get injured and then what's going to happen. You're going to have situations like with the San Francisco 49ers in the playoff. You're just going to have less um, talented players playing more because you have all your money tied up guaranteed into players that we guaranteed are going to get hurt too. So I think this is a serious issue for, for these owners and that like personally, I actually don't think it's as reflective on Lamar as the principle behind this guaranteed money thing, because I, yes, Lamar has gotten hurt. You could question his durability. You could question, you know, how good is his arm talent given the receivers he's had. But at the end of the day, anyone could get hurt. Like we see, you know, Christian McCaffrey didn't get hurt for a while and then he started getting hurt all the time, you know, got like Matthew Stafford w- went, w- was, was healthy for a lot of years. And then he started getting like, it's just everyone knows everyone's going to get hurt. And so I think this guaranteed money, if that becomes precedent, that does pose a danger to the game in the future, because you're going to see more situations where you're just playing these more replacement level players. And that's why we're also talking about, should we bring back a third quarterback? You know, these things are like heavily weighing on,
1: on the league's mind. I, I believe. What's interesting what is think- what I heard from guys in the league, it's the Carson Wentz effect. The Carson Wentz thing is you go back a couple of years, the Eagles gave him all that money. If that was all guaranteed, imagine what kind of hole the Eagles or even the Colts would have been in trading for him. Where yeah, that's always a worry with these teams, where it's like, okay, a guy looks incredible on his rookie contract. You give him the money and then they just fall apart. And I think that's another thing that's playing in here where it's like, yeah, we don't mind paying you Lamar, but we don't want to give you 200 million guaranteed. So I know we've beaten this to hell, but. I do think it's one of the bigger moves this offseason is going to dictate a lot going into March. Uh,
0: what do we think of? Simon, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. It's nonstop conversation. I'm addicted to the New York Post. I read it nonstop. <laughs> I check it more than I check anything else. Uh, in my five minutes before a meeting, you know, scroll. And it's all Aaron Rodgers. They met in yeah. California. What's happening? Uh we've talked about this, but let's level set. Like the Jets right now on Fanduel. I'm looking in the Action Network app. They were about 28 to one to win the Super Bowl. That hasn't really changed much in the last. Yes. Day. What's that?
1: It's down to uh, 16 to one now on Fanduel. No. Yeah, wow. that happened. That happened two days ago. So, um, you know, I'm I'm Chris by the same spot. This is the time of year I have my alerts turned on for a lot of people, and like Schefter makes my heart drop. Like right before he came on, Schefter tweets out trade jets agreed to send and it's like oh my god and you read the rest of it's a seventh round pick for uh chuck (laughs) clark the safety so it's been tough where like i'm 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 waiting for the shooter drop because i i've talked to a bunch of people that are good sources i i know someone that's really close to rogers he's in his camp it does seem like they want to see what they got in jordan love and they're kind of over the whole rogers experience right so in the back of my mind, I honestly thought he was going to go back to Green Bay. And now talking to enough people, it seems like after his little trip into the darkness, he's come out and he's kind of wants to get out of Green Bay. He wants to move on. It seems like I think we all could agree here. The Jets feels like the best spot for him to go because they're such a complete team. Now, on the gambling side, if you were taking the Jets now 16 to 1, that is a horrible bet. That's <laughs> a horrible bet in AFC that yes. is so tough. Again, it'd be completely different if this was the NFC, but in the AFC, that's a to me, that's a bad bet. So I think it's interesting so many people are running to the window to get the Jets at, you know, they were at 25 to one, they were at 20 to one and make this bet on this Jets team. I mean, Matt Mitchell knows that the, the it all still runs through Buffalo. So as much as I want to get on the 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 Jets hype train, it feels like this is kind of like the Russell Wilson thing from last year, Chad, of it's been hyped up too much, numbers been bet up too much. Mean you aren't going to touch. I know Chris is going to touch it. The value is all gone. So um, if you're one of these people that you made that bet on the jets, you better hope he goes there or else you just, you have a dead ticket. Like this, this has no value if it's Jimmy Garoppolo or anyone else. So I'm interested to hear Chris's view on this, but for me, I'm not really doing anything with this anymore. Now I'll just sit back and wait and see what happens here. But to me, all the value is gone on betting the jets. This like, let's
2: just shut this shit down in numbers. Like fuck it. Like I'm just going to shut this shit down in numbers right now. Aaron Rodgers His two MVP years, he led the league in QBR, 79.8, 69.1. Those are his two QBRs in his 2020 and 2021 season. Last year, his QBR went from 69 to 1 two years ago to 39.3. Lowest of his career. You want to hear the rest of the Jets quarterbacks QBRs last year? Remember, Rodgers is 39.3. Zach Wilson, 36.4. Joe Flacco, 34.2. Mike White. Thirty-six point nine. Get this shit out of here. Rogers ain't moving a needle at all. He's washed. He's done. Get no. <laughs> Listen. Like, Don't say Like that. bro, bro. This dude. This dude had to go to a dark room just to decide if he wanted to play football again. This will not <laughs> end well. Like this. Will, like no. We saw it with Ross a couple years ago where it was like he was falling off. And then he goes to some place and everyone's like, oh, it'll be it'll be fixed again. And then it wasn't. It's like Rodgers looked like he was falling off like five years ago, came back, had like a resurgence. Okay, cool. But now he's clearly, he's clearly like his arm isn't as strong. He's he's make he's throwing picks, which he never did. Like he I, I just I, I you know, it just he could move, he's 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 gonna be better than what the Jets had. He does he make him a Super Bowl contender? In my opinion, I don't think he moves the needle as much because I just don't think this is the same Aaron Rodgers that we were getting even two years ago. And even if he does, like when it like when is has Aaron Rodgers put gotten to the Super Bowl since you know whenever he won his his one ring? Like every year he goes to the playoffs and gets upset, usually at home. So really, he's making the Jets a Super Bowl contender with a QBR three points higher than Zach
0: Wilson. Get the fuck out of here!
1: Yeah, it's, well, that's it's been 12 it's- years, Raymond, Yeah, yeah.
0: He, for I would say <laughs> in. I think it was 2018, 2019, you wrote so many columns (laughs) that proved Aaron Rodgers was on a downward slope in his career. And then he has these two amazing seasons, back-to-back MVPs, and then falls off a cliff again. Are you able to identify what happened that made him so special in those two years? Was it Matt LaFleur running a different game plan? was it Aaron Rodgers listening to Matt LaFleur and last year he didn't like what what have you seen in any analysis that you've done so i think i think
2: it did come down to game plan and coaching because mccarthy you know he was with them his whole career so that like really so we didn't really have too much of a uh, you know, like a context perspective, I guess you could say. So then it's like, okay. Cause even his first LaFleur year, it wasn't great, but he, he started to pick up the offense, but now, now he's legitimately old. And if he does, and like, let's say, you're talking about this year for the jets, right? Well Rogers wasn't amazing in that first LaFleur year. It was the second and third that he was amazing in. So even if you're talking about it, I still think it would take some time, you know, going to a new spot, this and that. So, I, you know, I, I really don't. I, I, and, and now he is old. So now whatever we thought per- perhaps could have been a physical decline a couple of years ago, three, two, three, four years ago. Now I think it's real just from watching him play. Because the one thing about it, at least you could say the last time, was that he wasn't really – he was, he was was careful. He wasn't missing throws. He wasn't throwing picks and committing turnovers that changed this year. And that's, that's to me, the biggest red flag. And again, the QBRs for in those years where he looked like he was declining, they were still, you know, in the, in the fifties, you know, 58, 52, this is 39.1. This is a career low. Like this is, we're in a whole different tier of sucking or not playing up to potential for Aaron Rodgers now. So, you know, Fool me once, shame on you. But I, I just don't think, I just don't think it's realistic to expect him. Like not everybody's Tom Brady, like you know. And I just don't think it's realistic, especially in year one on a new team, to expect him to 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 go back to MVP form.
0: Look, I think it's pretty clear that if you're grading old people, Tom Brady, Chad Millman, <laughs> and like after that, this March, take your first shot at college hoops with FanDuel Sportsbook and get ten times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to. $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks on the bracket and you'll land $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose, that's $200. You can spend betting everything from the money line to point spreads or even that 512 seed matchup you've been eyeing. Tonight, my favorite bet is Villanova plus five against Creighton, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. There's no better place to bet the tournament than FanDuel Sportsbook. Sign up today by going to fanduel.com favorites and make every moment more with FanDuel all tournament long. Must be 21 or older and in select states. First, online real money wager only, $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expired in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Simon and Raybon, Daniel Jones, Another quarterback signed a huge deal. Jimmy G still out there, obviously. Aaron Rodgers out there. Derek Carr just signed in New Orleans. None of these feel like needle movers for me if I'm looking at the futures board and saying, is there a potential opportunity that will make one team significantly better and move their odds if they were to get a Jimmy G or somebody like that? What are you seeing? And I want Daniel Jones to be the next question. So we don't have to touch on Daniel Jones next, but right now, is there a needle mover for you at the quarterback position that can change odds for a team like that you're looking at Carolina getting Jimmy G? Does that do something as an example?
1: I mean, it'd be great. I'd be happy for Carolina, but no, it doesn't move the needle for me. We, we talk all the time, Chad, there's literally 12 guys that are really, you know, game-changing quarterbacks in the league. The rest of it are just kind of pawns that need good stuff around to make it a better situation. So as much as I want to get on the Jimmy G hype train, the guy is always hurt, and we've never really seen him do anything. Like, you can say, well, he took the 49ers to the Super Bowl and all this other stuff. Come on, now. Anyone anyone knows that wasn't him. If you go back and watch, especially in the NFC Championship game when they played Green Bay, I think they ran the ball 50 times and he threw the ball five times. Like, it's just... Jimmy ain't that guy. Jimmy's a good game manager. The Panthers, they don't need a game manager. They need a game changer. Like, they have a lot of good talent, but compared to the 49ers, compared to the Rams, compared to the Eagles, Cowboys even, I just don't think the Panthers are on the same level. So, um, nothing – like, even Derek Carr, like you just talked about, I might take – put some money on Derek Carr right now to win that division because he's the best quarterback in that division right now. But the Saints' Super Bowl futures, no. Nah. Like, I, I'm not putting any money on that. So, um, I don't know about Chris, but none of these moves have really done anything for me. It's not – I mean, that's normally how it is in the offseason. That's why, to me, Lamar, that would be the most crazy movement an earth-shattering movement because Lamar on the right team, that's a big deal. Like That moves the odds to me. All these other guys, not really – Chad, they don't really do much for me. Yeah,
0: it's –
2: You know what's a needle mover? Getting getting an elite quarterback on a rookie deal. We're talking about free agent quarterbacks. And so that's just not going to move the needle. It's not to say that a team that has signed one of these couldn't end up making a run. But in terms of, like, are, are we projecting that now? Is that moving the needle, so to speak? Not in my opinion, because I think the real needle movers are, you know, having Joe Burrow on a rookie deal, having... Josh Allen on a rookie deal, things like that, or having, you know, Patrick Mahomes, who is just amazing. Um, you know, the Rams kind of did it, you know, they, they kind of spoiled us, I think, because they, they had like the perfect storm. They, they got Stafford who I think is better than the quarterbacks out there. This time I, I think Stafford, will go down as having played at a higher level during the Rams uh, Super Bowl year, then Aaron Rodgers will play this year, wherever he goes. So I just think that between the quality of the quarterback and the fact that you are having to tie up significant cap space uh, in these quarterbacks, uh, I don't think they're needle movers.
0: Well, look, I, I think you're that, that's a really good point about quarterbacks on a rookie deal. We got spoiled not just by Stafford, but by Brady because we had two seasons in a row where veteran quarterbacks changed teams, people made money on futures markets by projecting where they were going to go. Yep. But you're 100% right. You got to look at the teams that have quarterbacks on the ascent that are on rookie deals and have good rosters around them. That's where you're going to make your money in the futures market right now. And to me, that would eliminate the New York football giants from this conversation potentially for the next five years because of signing Daniel Jones. It's
2: not a needle mover. It's when you start looking at the free agent market, you, you kind of, you do understand why the giants went with Jones and just gave him the money. At least he runs. That's about the only good thing, but he's not a needle mover. I, I think the giants actually do have more upside than some of those other teams because I think, they, I think their coaching staff and front office has already proven that they can do more with less. So if I, if there is any team that I'm saying, okay, now what are you going to do with, with this guy who's it's still not, you're not paying them top flight quarterback money. You know, that market always is I- I exploding more and more, but you know, okay, what can you do with, with this kind of thing, with this kind of roster? I mean, there is some upside there, but remember when Dabo was in Buffalo, you know, you still had Josh on, on a rookie deal. So um yeah, it's kind of it's the same thing. It's 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 just there's gonna be a lot of teams that are gonna be very tempting to us, you know, and, and everyone's gonna make a case for one or the other, this or that. At the end of the day, it's gonna be it's gonna be either teams with the super because remember, Brady was a super elite quarterback, too. It's not just it's not just the Bucks signed or you acquired Brady. It was Brady's goat, right? So none of these dudes are the goat. Aaron Rodgers, you know, he has that upside, but you know, I I just I don't see it for him. And then, yeah, Daniel Jones, it, it's just a very it just puts you in that purgatory, uh, in my opinion. Um, and, and you're going to see teams. It's probably going to be one of these teams that draft one of these quarterbacks, to be honest, in the, in the in the draft. You know, there there's a few quarterback, you know, three quarterbacks, I think that, you know, people feel could be legit and, you know, maybe four. And it's probably going to be one of those teams that, that, that are going to just jump all these teams that we're talking about right now. Um, or, or maybe it's the Bears, you know, your Bears, Chad, you know, with, with the most cap space in the league sitting on that number one pick
0: with a quarterback that on his rookie deal that you could probably build with. Well, that's so what Daniel a, that was, Jones. Go ahead. Well, go ahead, Simon, because I got a question.
1: I'll say Daniel Jones is Asian. That, that guy might be the real MVP. Um, I, <laughs> I did not see him getting anything close to this number. Just for the simple fact of, you know, Daniel Jones, yes, he can run the ball, and yeah, he had no wide receivers, but we also have a lot of film on him for these last couple years, and he did take a major step this year, and they did make the playoffs, and that's all great, but a lot has to do with, you know, they're going to be able to build a good team around him because they had him on a cheap deal. Yep. Um, Now that's kind of out the window where it it reminds me of the Tannehill situation. Like Tennessee had to pay Tannehill. Then they had to let A.J. Brown walk. Now they're looking to move uh, Derrick Henry. It's like all of a sudden that money starts getting really tight when you pay your quarterback that amount of money. This ain't no Mahomes scenario, right? Mahomes is the unicorn. Um, I, I just, I know that cap space had moved up and everything like that. And that's why they're able to give more money here to Daniel Jones, but just an incredible negotiation by whoever his agent is. Um, I can't believe he's able to get this amount of money. Uh, but as an Eagles fan, I'm, I'm ecstatic. Like, I'm very happy they're paying this man this amount of money. Because to me, I, I feel like Chris is nailed on the head. The move would have been you trade him for some assets and you just draft some guy this year because that's how much that rookie pay scale really factored into I me and Chad, we talk every offseason Like we make these crazy bets like the Jaguars last year. Why did we make that bet? Because they're paying nothing to, to Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. and they can go out and sign all of these receivers. And again, Calvin Ridley this year, that's going to be on this team of the Jaguars teams. They can make that move because they're not paying Trevor Lawrence that much money. So um, as much as I am all about the players getting their money, like I'm happy for Daniel Jones getting his money. That hurt the team. Like that's gonna hurt the Giants to be able to assign players to put around them. So um, yeah, I I I disagree with it at his basis, but what else were they really supposed to do? Like to me, they didn't really have that many options. He fits their scheme the best. Their head coach clearly likes the kid. He he's the one that stuck up for him and said, Yeah, let's pay the kid. I think I can win with him. So um, we know it is NFL coaches, they tied themselves to these QBs. So if, if Dable says this guy's legit, I'm going to believe it because I think he's one of the best coaches in the league. So um, I can't, as much as I want to shit on the money and not much they're paying them, you know, the, the Giants are a good, well-run organization. Like, they know what they're doing. So uh, I'm going to trust them and say they're probably making a smart move here. But outside looking in, I'm like, this is a completely disaster. So I'm interested to hear how you view it, Chad.
0: Well, I thought it was crazy. Like, I, I'm not a fan of, a guy has one good year in a situation in which there's an entirely new system so people are still trying to figure it out and dayball is a really good coach but things went perfect almost perfect for the giants
1: yeah, they won like every coin flip game they
0: they won every coin flip game everything went the right way part of that is dayball good coaching good strategic decision making saquon barkley basically being healthy uh they had no receivers, which makes it even more interesting. But um, I, I, it's like they did what they had to do to put themselves in a position to succeed and give them the flexibility as much as they're paying them because you do this deal and then you can franchise Saquon instead of franchising Jones and then losing Saquon. So I understand why they did it. Here's my question. Go ahead, Raybon, you want to say something? I, I was just going
2: to say... The one gamble I think they're making, because I, I you know, on the surface, do, paying that money to Jones, you could be with that coaching staff, with with the ability that they have, as Simon said, well-run organization. You could kind of do what the Giants did this year. You could get to the playoffs. You could get into you could win a game, but you're gonna run into a team like the Eagles. But the one bet I think I'm guessing the Giants are making when they signed this deal was that the Eagles are gonna have to pay Jalen Hurts pretty soon. He's gonna command like 250 mil now the playing field is leveled a little more. Now you're saying, okay, we might just have a a leg up on building a team. Because, like, look at the Eagles. It's like, oh, they might lose Bradbury. They might lose uh, Gardner. You know, like, their team is going to start to break up a little bit. So I think that's kind of the bet the Giants are making, that if we can pay a quarterback, you know, maybe, like, 30% less than the Eagles are, now we have a fighting chance to build a roster that at least can compete. Because the NFC is always wide open every year. Like every year. And now that Rogers is leaving, you know, it's even, I would guess I would say, and Brady too, it's even more wide open. So I think that's the bet the giants are making. So James.
0: that I'm glad you raised that. Cause the question I wanted to ask was we're all NFC fans. If you could choose one team from each division, most likely to win the Super Bowl in the next five years. And the NFC East is going to be a challenge, given what Raybon just said, and the Eagles having a lot of cap challenges coming up. Who is the team you choose from each division with that you would bet on? You have to make a bet on each one of these teams to win the Super Bowl in the next five years. Who do you choose from each division? I know who I'm choosing. I'm choosing the Bears. I'm choosing the think i'm taking the giants i think i'm taking the panthers and i think i'm taking the niners simon who are you taking um
1: i would definitely go eagles i think they're they got the best young talent in our division um I mean, it's tough because I do want to say Carolina Panthers. Like, as much as I, I want to take Atlanta, I guess you're right with the Panthers. I mean, they just have such a good defense. Um, got to go 49ers once again. But, yeah, that's this is, like, the tough part of, like, picking these teams where it's like, you know, you know, as much as I love the Bears, Chad, I don't know if I trust your GM yet. Like, I got no real feel on this guy. Um Again, he's got 100 million dollars to work with in cap space. There's a lot of good free agents, a lot of O line he can add. So maybe this will change once we get close to the season. But I'm still going to go with Green Bay. Like again, I have no read on Jordan Love. I just trust that organization. They're just again, you want you want to do a pouty face? When was your last Super Bowl, Chad?
0: I'm just surprised you would say Green Bay instead of Detroit in this scenario. Like Green Bay, Too much is gonna- smoke.
1: Too much love for Detroit. Like they're like the Jets to me. It's this is when you want to get out. When the when Detroit when you look at Detroit as the favorite in the North, bet anyone but Detroit. That's where you're gonna find value. Anyone but Detroit because that's just the public's really stupid. That's why we even talk about Anthony Richardson and we'll we'll talk more draft. All these guys online, they're like, have you watched his college tape? Have you seen how bad this kid is? That's what you want. You want a guy like Josh Allen when people are just shitting on a guy in the whole draft process. That's what you want. The public is really stupid. So the fact that public loves Detroit, that feels like a dead bet this year coming into the season, where it's like, I'm talking you know, Jordan Love can surprise
0: people. It's five so, years. Five years.
1: Yeah, I'm Ray thinking bon. five years. Like you're you're backing J- Jared Goff for the next five years. I'd rather take the upside on a rookie contract of Jordan Love on a rookie deal in the next five years compared to Jared Goff, which is I think he's the third highest paid quarterback in football right now. All
0: right. Ray
2: I'll go Giants in the East, uh, but it's really close because Howie is for the Eagles has been excellent. But I do think the Giants did make an interesting bet on you know, okay, what's going to happen when the Eagles have to extend Hertz? So just because the Giants right now they they have a lot of upside, like we haven't necessarily seen any downside yet. It's, it's only year you're going into year two, so I would take them. It's close. Uh, take Detroit in in the North because um, I'm I'm kind of with Simon in the sense that I don't. I don't know if I trust I, I like the Bears situation cap wise, quarterback wise, but I, I I haven't seen enough from their coach or GM to to to, to say that they can get over the hump. Where well, I think the Lions have been making generally smart moves and they're not necessarily tied to Goff. Like I think the, the Lions are actually the leading leaders in the Lamar Jackson, if not Ravens. odds. Uh, so like I think the Lions, um it, it, with with the Packers doing what they're doing. Um and, and and the Vikings really weren't a good team. I, I think the, I would take the Lions' future. Um, I, I would still take the Falcons in the in the South. I, I think the Panthers are going to be more mediocre, and I don't, I don't again, not a, not a coaching staff or a front office that I really have any any faith in. Whereas I think the Falcons, it's either they're gonna they're going to switch like they're going to either switch coaching staffs or front offices and they're still going to be in a pretty good position or they're going to take a big step. So I I go Falcons and then 49ers in in the West, just because they're, they've, they've just proven that like their, their talent acquisition, you know, if you can find a a third string quarterback the way they did and and they've gotten to Bowls or or gotten close to the Super Bowl with a lot, you know, with Jimmy and then with with Purdy, like it's hard to bet against them. So definitely Niners. Um, with, with what's going on in the in the West.
0: All right. So we all agree on the Niners and then we disagree on every other division, which is why well, I wrote
1: down your guys' Giants takes because this is gonna age like milk, both you guys taking the Giants for the next five years.
2: <laughs> I said it was close to be fair. I'm just saying it's like we and like to be honest, like we've seen the Giants when they are a well-run organization win super bowls that they have no business winning they're all like, gone though
1: they haven't drafted well in five years
2: yeah but that's what i'm saying now we have <laughs> now we have guys you said it yourself this is again a well-run organization we're talking five years right in year one they ridiculously ex- exceeded expectations i'm just saying that puts them in it's like they could go real low but we're talking five years you want upside the cowboys you want to be shocked probably, if go cowboys are always going to
1: be nine to ten huh you wouldn't be shocked if they go four and twelve this year.
2: No, I, that, But that's my. I wouldn't be shocked if they go four and twelve. I wouldn't be shocked if, for the next five years. I wouldn't be shocked if they bottomed out again. But I also wouldn't be shocked if they stole a Super Bowl like those twenty eleven Giants. You, and True. remember, Daniel Jones. He ha, there's that. I there. Remember Eli Manning. He sucked until he did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like even even during the Super Bowl runs, like a lot of people are like, I don't yeah. know about this guy. So that's why I say the Giant. It's close though because the Eagles have proven that they can do a lot of things. So I think it's two team race. Whereas I think the Cowboys, they're always going to be in that purgatory, right? They're always going to be in that like eight to 10, 11 win purgatory. Uh, And then Washington is just kind of, I I just don't trust upstairs, you know, for for them.
0: I love it. I love it. (laughs) It's great having Ray back in the podcast. (laughs) All right, folks for Chris Ray for Simon Hunter for Matt Mitchell are amazing talented, wonderful producer who gets everything right all the time. I am Chad Millman. This has been the favorites podcast from the volume podcast network. Download us from Apple podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. Leave us five stars. Say whatever you want. Don't forget. Subscribe directly to the favorites directly to the favorites. Get it fast. Get it early. Get it, get it, get it.